0: Hey, everyone. Uh, this episode was really awesome. I had a chance to speak to Victoria Wright, who's one of the co-founders of Vignette Showcase. And we were able to discuss some really awesome things about how she created her festival, uh, Vignette's design series. And this is continuing our series along the lines of Vignette Showcase, where we're highlighting a variety of different people, individuals, companies, brands, and artists who are all about design. So check out this awesome interview and let me know your thoughts. Peace.
1: Welcome. You're now listening to just Bobby T.
0: Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing today? I hope everyone is having a great Tuesday. Tuesday? Stay
1: Tuesday? Tuesday? I think so, yes, Tuesday.
0: Holy cow, <laughs> time is flying. Um today, guys, I have a featured guest here, Vicky Wright from the Vignette Showcase. One of the most inspiring, hardest working individuals I know in the design business, in just the human business, and all above. (laughs) (laughs) So, Vicki, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. So, let's start things off with because I want to set the precedent. Um, What is Vignette Showcase?
1: So vignettes showcase, as of right now to the public, we are an interactive pop up gallery um, with over fifteen art installations, all built by the Edmonton creative community. Wicked, wicked!
0: And for if you can elaborate a little bit for the people who just are totally have no clue about art or or installations or those things, what makes you guys different than like a museum, or different from I guess any other like sort of like art? Events or activities.
1: You know, I think um, we don't necessarily uh, curate in that we pick and choose who comes in. Um, it's more of a, a pool of people that want to come in and showcase their work. Totally. And um, a lot of times, when you go to museums, things like that, they're kind of chosen from all over the world. Um, and for us, we really want to showcase the talents of Edmonton. So. Also, I mean, we also promote, like, contractors and interior designers who may not necessarily show up in a museum, whereas uh, visual artists, they would probably get their work uh, put in a museum. But we're, we're trying to do the industry on on its own, I cool. guess. Yeah. And
0: I guess, like, a, by visual artists, those are anyone who does, like, paintings or yeah, sculptor. Or, or, okay. Yeah,
1: like, um I guess any yeah, basically anything that would fall into like the visual arts category. I guess we haven't done any of the like dramatic arts <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet um, in the city. Should, yeah, in the city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay,
0: cool, cool. So let's take a step back from vignettes for a moment and um would love to hear a little bit about more about yourself and you know, start from the beginning. Like who <laughs> is Vicky Wright?
1: <laughs> um well um I I I guess I used to say that I like I'm a teacher like that's what I used to kind of uh I guess what what would you say brand yourself
0: or like how you'd label yourself It sounds like what do you do like yeah
1: yeah, that's who what i usually just how i introduce myself but really like i'm a mom i've got um an awesome little babe um he's almost two in a few days so cute cute. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) i might be biased but yeah so um i mean that's like a priority really like our family and um lee of course is my husband and um uh, I have an educational background, um, and now I'm doing vignettes. I know it sounds kind of crazy with all like uh, the jumping, but it's actually, I don't know, it feels very organic how it all came about. Totally. Yeah. And,
0: and I guess like ultimately, and we were talking about this a little bit before, um, yeah. how has design played a role in your life? Right. Um, whether it was like post-secondary or like, has it played a role or has it been something that you just sort of like, in like you started just executing or, or where did that kind of play into?
1: You know, I, I'd have to say that really Lee and his family, his mom, um, were really big influences in, in terms of the design aspect of things. Yeah. Growing up, um, I know we chatted before about it, but uh, I was never really like encouraged to do art and design as an actual like um, formal schooling yeah so for a career though that's all I wanted to do right so like I'd um, make art projects and remember like Sculpies and, like, the sculpties, is, like, this kind of clay that, like, I'd go obsessed over. So my dad would take me to Michael's, and we, I would just, like, buy all of these, like, <laughs> sculpy things so I can make small little tiny things. Like, I used to give gifts all the time, and it would just be crafting. So I feel like I always just wanted to do arts and crafts and painting and drawing. Uh, but, of course, like, I had to do, like, formal piano. I feel like I'm, like, that typical, <laughs> like... like um, Little Asian kid growing up, and it's just, it was just never, um, I don't know, I think it's different now. I think nowadays, Parents are a little bit more A hundred
0: percent. And what's so funny, like I relate to that story a hundred (laughs) percent where like growing up, you know, from like, you know, a visible minority family, um, my, if I ever told my family members like, yeah, I'm going to create like a marketing agency and do photos and videos. They would laugh at me and they'd be like, are you kidding me? Get a real job. And then also like growing up, I used to be a professional video game player and like that was a battle. (laughs) Like to, to have a conversation with like my parents to say like, I'm going to xyz country to go play video games they're like what <laughs> like what are you saying <laughs> <Yeah>. you- <laughs> so it's totally funny how in like you know 2018 i mean you got people who are building out careers as youtubers totally. careers of gamers oh, it's and a- obviously people are building careers in design so how like talk, talk to us a little bit about vignette showcase in trying to build a festival where do you start
1: Oh my gosh! I don't even know. (laughs) Really, I think what starts is just like, you know, the creativity that people have, and then the the drive to make it happen. And I feel like the rest of it falls. And I feel like that's where my role is, if if it makes sense. So if someone came up to me like, "Hey, you should just design this," I I would honestly and be completely transparent. You know, I am not like a formal designer in terms of you know. Um, being able to execute what was done um, in a formal school setting, mm-hmm. really my carry-on for what education has like, kind of brought to the table of vignettes is that it's the programming. If that makes sense, it actually totally. helps a ton. And um, as a teacher, I used to really truly believe that um, environment plays. Like a massive part to kids' learning. And I think as as to a million other teachers, you know, I think we all have that same idea. But really, my focus, if you came into my classroom, It was like I spent hours and, like, and I mean, like, my entire life was school. I felt like I wanted to transform my classroom into a place that was felt safe and, like, places that the kids could naturally explore. I was in early ed and in kindergarten and special ed, though. So it is very different than the, um, I guess, the typical um, uh, classroom going from grades, like, one to To twelve, but I still believe that um, and hopefully this this is where I feel like inspired by like um, Lee and his family and kind of what his industry has kind of shown me is that like design is so crucial in anything you do. And totally. I feel like that's more of a profound like realization now. Like I don't think I had that growing up. It was really my involvement with vignettes that I've like s- certainly like become passionate about the subject matter yep. now, <laughs> but I do more the programming and the back end stuff. <laughs>
0: Cause like in, in itself, like sort of like the programming or the scheduling or even to the structure that in itself is design because about having those structure in place, I mean, let's be honest, that's the glue that holds everything.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like... <laughs> um, you know, the big ideas come, and it sounds fantastic, sounds wonderful, but then to actually execute and to create a festival to actually make it sustainable, you know, that's still something we're trying to learn. Yeah. I think we're getting better year to year, but yeah, that's that's where it comes from, I
0: guess. <laughs> so yeah. so for, for people out there, and I'm, I'm kind of curious, um, who are sitting, listening, and just like wondering, wait a minute, I have an awesome idea for XYZ Festival. Um, I guess, can can you walk us through some of your experiences of like, having the idea and then putting it to bring it to fruition? Like, yeah. what what do you do to kind of nail down the process and things like that?
1: You know, for ourselves, we are, you know, very um, aware that we are not experts in every single field. Even in the, in, like, Design is such a big term, totally. You know, Um, there's so many other people who probably do it even better than what we do. But I guess like we have like the heart, the drive, the creativity that we want to bring it to life. We want to bring it to fruition. So really leaning on knowing for us, it's collaboration. That's like the biggest thing. I know it sounds almost like so um, overused or cliche, but it's really that's like the core of our. Like, how we work. Our whole organization is collaborating. It's, like, community building. And if you lean on those people, you will get to where you want to be, I think.
0: Totally. And, like, one of the things, like, I really commend you guys on sort of developing is this community. And, like, it's funny. You you say that community is something that is, or collaboration is something that's tossed so loosely versus the actual execution of it because it's so... um, it's 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 hard. It's challenging. It's like right. constantly updating, having a million and one conversations, a million and one phone calls, the follow ups, and everything around that. So that's super interesting. So I guess like first, would the first step you would say would be to kind of really connect and collaborate within your community? Is that how you guys were able to get things off the ground initially? Yeah,
1: I guess so. Like for for Lee, when he first um, approached people about vignettes and they, he wanted to showcase their work. You know, it was kind of like a nice collaboration in terms of like, you know, I've got this studio and I really love your work. Like, he truly, like admired what people were doing Mm -hmm. and it gave them a platform so really when the collaboration is like mutually beneficial I think that's when things happen and truly Robert you were like the one of the beginning people too like um, I have to say that our game changed a lot when we met you because it was a different approach to collaboration and now I just kind of see that as like the format for anything and but I guess it's like social skills I guess people have got to have like the social skills to want to like I don't want to say social. It's just like if, if you like people. I mean, totally. th- that's helped a lot. Like, we do like interacting and working with new people. And really, the bottom line is whoever we work with, we want them to be happy because we want it to be, like, like I said, a mutually beneficial or something that stays positive.
0: 100%. And I guess then, like, as you guys are furthering, like, you know, developing, like, vignettes and things like that... Um, I know one of the challenges that everyone faces is always like resources and I was wondering (laughs) I was wondering if you could like walk to or speak to sort of some of the things you guys do to sort of get these resources whether it's dollars and cents whether it's volunteers whether it's people Mm -hmm. um, sort of how have you guys tackled that problem that faces everyone every brand every business.
1: You know that, again, that's a (laughs) learning thing. But um, for our formula, I guess right now, is that we privately fund, at this moment, we privately fundraise everything um and also a lot of people who are just interested in getting involved if say we don't have enough spots for ter- participants they're really open to possibly volunteering learning more about things That's cool. um yeah and just actually other people that are participants and, and really our community i feel like it is more of a community um they just everyone just kind of refers each other it's become really great yeah. it's been a great resource for helping each other in the real world too it's like oh you need this like i know this person it's like okay great like i don't know how many times we have met and found our our team that we have right now yeah. just by someone referring or them reaching out just to us? Like, yeah, it's and that, been great, and that's
0: super interesting, especially in an industry that you would think would be hyper competitive—design right. um, <laughs> or interior design or contracting, where yeah. you know uh, this like every other contractor, mm-hmm. I assume, is your competitor and every design. So, how, how have you guys like sort of, I guess, navigated that? Like working with people. like
1: You know what's funny is that we've never actually had a problem with that. Yeah. I think the Edmonton community, and maybe we are unique to it. I don't know if this format would thrive in other cities, though we're very curious. We want to see if we can showcase other locals. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're doing something really creative in terms of they wouldn't be necessarily contracted out on an everyday job to do Ye- what they're doing in in, in our festival. Yep. So when they have the opportunity to do it, everyone just I think it's almost like competition kind of furthers away because it's not it's not your everyday totally. renovation or it's not your everyday um, like client that's sourcing you out or competing for it. Totally. Everyone's kind of on the same platform and you're doing it because you just love to create. So yep. I think that's kind of I've, I've, we've never actually faced anyone being like, oh, this person's in the building? I'm like, I don't think so. You know, everyone's like, <laughs> totally. hey, do you need this? Like, oh, borrow my chop saw. Uh, or like, That's hey, awesome. I've got these brushes here. Or we help each other build. You know, sometimes you do get that uh, feeling of competition, but, but. it gets squashed very quickly. Yeah. And it's, it's like
0: that healthy competition. <laughs> almost.
1: Like, I mean, we do have an awards, and I'm not going to lie. Everyone's like, what are the, like, when are we voting? When are we doing this? And even though Lee and I have tried to shy away from from it um cuz that's not what we want to do. It is that healthy competition where yeah. everyone it's still fun. Like really, you get bragging rights and like
0: Totally. Everyone wants that re- concrete. Everyone wants <laughs> like that recognition head. and that yeah. badge to be like, "Yo, I'm, I'm well, I won last year."
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it is and it's a thing and you know I, I feel like a lot of people also hold true to it. And you know, I mean, our best in show like our panel of judges, we do really try to get people in the industry even outside of the city so there's, like, not that bias as well. Um, And then just to, yeah, people leading in like, in the realm of art and design, uh, you know. So we do try to make it fun and healthy, a healthy competition. And actually, it does drive people to want to show more of themselves, which I guess is a good thing, too. So
0: Wicked. So I, um, being so close to sort of vignettes and product, I've realized that you guys are now building out sort of layers to vignettes. Yeah. And so on top of, like, sort of checking out it from, like, sort of like a art installation standpoint. You guys started doing more stuff with schools, and can you speak to a little bit about sort of that and what you're hoping to achieve?
1: Yeah, so me having like um like an education background um I just couldn't help but not want to do like an education piece so and also it's so fun I don't remember ever going to a field trip where I can go into a gallery I can touch and play like find random things hidden doors totally it just wasn't in my realm it was like a cool art design playground yet there was so much other stuff going on and Yeah, I just really wanted to bring the kids in, and so did Lee. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a natural fit. But with us growing and evolving, um, and with I guess my newfound love of design, and um, we're kind of bringing it more towards uh, doing design thinking as well, like going into like a different avenue of design. So design, you usually think in art, very aesthetic. This looks pretty. Like I need a designer to make this look nice but I think a lot of people forget about the function part of design and like Function and form are, like, two very different things. And um, I just... I think the function of design is so important. And, like, to the point where, like, it actually will solve, like, world issues. So we actually are trying to go into a not-for-profit route of just finding more about, like, promoting education, trying to learn about the design thinking approach, trying to lean on others who know that expert area. Like, I mean, like, these are courses that you take at Stanford University um and but it's incorporated a lot in education on its own so. and that's and that's
0: and that's so wicked and so like almost what design thinking is is sort of like solving problems through design
1: yeah yeah okay. <laughs> it's thinking create like I guess in a nutshell it yeah. would be to and like I'm not an expert but this is just from me doing my own research and like my sister kind of showing me the ropes of things um, it's like thinking creatively to solve social problems. 100%. Yeah.
0: And that's that's actually, that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's and, really amazing actually.
0: And so sort of for the people who are trying to get a little understanding of what that looked like for like students, yeah. um I yesterday some students came through and so what activities were you guys sort of doing to explore this design thinking?
1: You know, um because it was such a short time frame, Usually there's like a five-step process to do it properly. Mm -hmm. I just focused on the one first stage. That's developing empathy. But even, and so one of our vignettes, um, this amazing girl, Annabelle Brown, um, she developed a vignette in our space. We had a small little closet and we couldn't give it to a team. And so we were like, you know what? How fun would it be if we gave it to like a student or um, like a young candidate who's been really interested and her family's been involved for so many years. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh, she'd be perfect. And how old is she? She's nine. Oh my gosh. I know. And like her creativity, it's amazing. Like Nui Blanche Night, her line was like the longest to get in. And That's I so love cool. it. I love it. Because <laughs> it's like kids in general, they just have the most amazing brains and fantastic parents that help her execute that. Like, I mean, you know, it's, I feel like that was a very unique and very special thing that happened to me yet. Totally. But uh, yeah, like, so. To brainstorm, we were just talking about, you know, what is the problem that she was kind of trying to share so, with everybody. You okay. know, she was more, she didn't solve a problem; she just kind of brought awareness, which I think is amazing. Um, the power of art hey, and design, right? And what, like, what,
0: what was she bringing awareness to around?
1: Basically, the rainforest. So she cool. created like a rainforest vignette and just talked about. The problems of deforestation, you know, and that's a huge—that's literally like a huge world problem. So I had to explain that to the grade threes and fours that you're not going to solve this today. (laughs) So let's do a brain exercise. That's all I actually did. So I actually attended some like workshops that use design thinking practices, and one of the exercises that they did was like a blind contour drawing of somebody. Okay, and so I just. Even though it had no true relation to it, I was trying to match it to the curriculum. Yeah. Um, and based on that, we had a bunch of different activities, but my portion to explain her vignette. Yeah. So I was just like, we're going to try to use different parts of our brain so that we could think differently. And so I was reading all of these things about how you can like rejig your brain into... Think differently and think creatively, and I just wanted to do something that was like uh, like suitable, I guess, for the for the grades and the age group. So we did line contour drawings, but it was actually a lot of fun. Um, and we just talked about the different pathways and the different um, things that you would be using.
0: That's um, so wicked. It was it was
1: fun, and yeah. honestly, the drawings were hilarious. And but I mean, it was cool too to actually see the kids do something in a different way, and, totally. and none of them have actually done it before. So I mean, it was great. So
0: that's so awesome, and you guys should share some of those visuals or photos if you can yeah, or what I they drew no, that, I know. that would
1: be. actually i should that's a great idea yeah. i should some of them are hilarious because i would love to
0: see a few of those oh we have yeah
1: they did three each so and we had 60 students so yeah we've got lots
0: awesome <laughs> so going back to sort of like vignettes as like the festival itself um outside of vignettes do you guys do much events or activities and what are some of them
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, past year we've got approached by quite a few companies just wanting to um, I don't know do something different with their brand or um, if they have an important message um, they come to us to see if we want to creatively do something with them. Cool. uh, Yeah, so we build installations. Um, Our whole thing is we are not like a typical interior design firm. Um, Our scope, I guess, is design for experience. Like we just like to know like what do you want to get out of this? What's your messaging? And how can we design it so that, you know, you can get your message across?
0: Can you name some of those products for people who are wondering who's video has touched in terms of events or activities?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've had um, Belvedere and uh, Moet Champagne. Um, we've done kind of uh, built lounges or like uh, festival carts for them. That's more of like the design stuff. Yeah. Um, we also got contracted out by Northlands last year to try to do a pilot project in one of their halls. So that was really fun. Um,
0: like that was for K-Days, correct? That was for K-Days. Yeah, yeah.
1: so K-Days, it's um, definitely uh, different now. I think they're trying to, not necessarily, but kind of, kind of sh- slowly shift to rebrand. And we did a really different installation that I don't think anyone has seen before at k-days so that yeah. was really fun to do like really whatever we wanted and can you um, describe
0: a little bit about that installation because yeah. i thought it was super interesting and it was something totally different
1: yeah so uh, uh they approached us to basically they actually just wanted a vendor market um and that wasn't really our wheelhouse so mm-hmm. we do we get approached a lot where it's like can you do this for us and we we're just total transparency, like, you know, that's not really our wheelhouse in terms of bringing in different vendors. I'm like, but we know the best group to do that. So we went and we collaborated with an amazing group, uh, Wild Heart Collective, Mm -hmm. um, to help us with the vendors and kind of go around with it. And then on the spot, Pop-Ups and Makers Keep, uh, they were also involved and they were also amazing vendors. Um, And they they showcase Edmonton in a completely different way. So I feel like all of us had a really nice mandate. Um, but then we were there to just create the experience. So we made a tiny... Village basically of all the stores. So, every so we cool. called like uh, like the village market basically. Yeah. So, um, we built little mini booths out of coroplast just because it was a very small budget. We didn't know what we were going to be doing. Um, yeah. And we basically line drew the whole thing in black and white. So, like when That's you walk so through, cool. it was like kind of like a cartoon feel. We had yeah. indoor swings, um, which was really fun because it was like just a giant open space with swings. Um, and then we brought uh, Steve Kapp in uh, who does. Um uh the Fitfest. Fit yep. Yeah. And so he brought his like ninja warrior course thing and it that was such a hit. Like it was just so randomly different and totally. Yeah, it was but, like
0: super interactive so, so people interactive. can engage yeah. with the swings, check out little shops and then on top of that climb a ninja warrior. wall. Yeah, warrior. exactly. <laughs> it was
1: yeah, it was pretty fun. Um and I guess the whole experience was just like to be in a, a fun place. Um like we with the, all the line drawings we had all these like blow up random floaties around too yeah. and just just a fun Instagram little space people could color inside the booth we had a like a color me wall so people were leaving messages and it kind of overtook we tried to condense to one cue but when you give people markers oh. it, they just like kind of go wherever they want. So oh so they kind
0: of like blanketed a little oh, bit of totally. everywhere. Oh totally we
1: actually had to just make a little barrier, be like stop here <laughs> stop coloring here because I don't know if these panels need to be used later so, <laughs> so yeah
0: That's yeah, so um, awesome. So with like sort of everything you guys have developed um, with you know it's kind of vignettes impacting design have you Sort of seen like, does in your opinion, does design sort of blanket sort of everything in terms of the world when it comes to sort of um, experiential events or activities? Or,
1: yeah, you know, maybe I'm biased now, but really, like, after being in the industry in terms of being an outsider in the industry, I think that's. That's how I felt, and I feel like I'm getting more so into it, but Mm. I think that actually was beneficial because you get to, like, sit back and watch everyone and everything, and I do. I really do think design truly blankets everything and anything we do. Yeah. Like, even though it's been termed as, like, more an aesthetic approach, it's, it's not. I really don't. Like, the whole... That's why I'm so intrigued by the whole design thinking concept. It just maps out a completely different way of thinking and design truly impacts everything we do.
0: Totally. And that's so. and that's and I, I have to agree with that because obviously with my line of work of doing marketing um that's heavily focused oh, around yeah. sort of that design aspect. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that's always interesting is like, okay, well, you could have the best designed whatever, but like what are you gonna do with it afterwards and how are you gonna yeah. utilize it accordingly so I'm I'm really an advocate of that whole design thinking. So I wanted to kinda like change pace for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um in regards to vignettes. And and I'm wondering if you could echo or sort of like explain to some people some of the challenges running Vignette (laughs) Showcase and running a festival.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know, I guess for us personally, it was just um, when vignettes uh, separated from Mojo because Mojo um, was the business behind it that kind of put it on. And then when it just grew too big, uh, Lee and I did take it on and Tried to create as a festival, yeah. so a one-day pop-up to a festival. That in itself was like a crazy learning curve. Um, totally. The challenges, and do you mount my personal challenge or a scope in festival um, I, work?
0: I think like sort of your personal challenges of sort of navigating that because I, I think you know we learn through others. So like yeah. sort of some of your your challenges that you kind of faced personally. Um, growing this festival into a festival, to be honest. I
1: think, well, truly, having no background in festival work. <laughs> I will honest and, and, you know, we've both done events um, mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, primarily, like, I, I did it more so just, like, charity work um, or, like, just you throw events and all the donations go to uh, a charity of your choice or whatnot. Yeah. And I love doing that. I guess I did create experiences before vignettes before I even met Lee, um, but the biggest challenge is like we're one family and having a small child. I know a million people have the same situation um mm-hmm. just it's just the I think it's entrepreneur life or festival life it's just it's not a nine to five so balancing that, trying to figure out how to look professional yet handle all of your personal backing things and you totally. know it just Mixes, that was a huge, huge learning curve for us. But now we're even more comfortable, so. and, that, and that's
0: and that's awesome. And, and I'm wondering to to dive a little bit deeper, like like how did you guys like? Abe, you can shed some light to some things that you guys sort of learned, and how did you like? What was that solution to that? Like, how how does one balance <laughs> between work? Like, do you guys have any like try and true tactics around trying to balance that?
1: To be honest, like totally (laughs) being
0: always on in respect to sort of running a festival.
1: Literally like trial and error. And Mm -hmm. um, almost it's like you have to remind yourself it's just a show or (laughs) it's just an event in terms of when it comes to like your own personal stress and all that kind of stuff. It's like take care of. You first kind of, in, I say this, but we're like still trying to do it too. So, I feel like I'm like preaching, but not because I'm like still trying to figure things out. Um, but uh yeah, like I guess it's just basically figure out what's important for you to function yeah. and then go from there. And then also, I guess be confident now. I say this now, but it's because I became very anxious at the beginning feeling really not knowing what's happening. Mm. Everything was trial and error. I felt like we were like not the most organized. And then I guess over time, time really helped. Trial and error helped. Leading totally. on people that know the industry and actually getting like mentorship. That was huge. Like, yeah. and I think that we're just starting that now and, and really seeing like everything that's available to you. And I would say this not even just in our industry, but in any industry, yeah. finding like the people who do it best Getting their, like, um, I guess their guidance. Yep. And then just seeing what would work, adapting those qualities and bringing it into your organization, I found has been super helpful.
0: Okay, so that's cool. So that's even too from, I guess, like, sort of like event managers food vendors oh, yeah. <laughs> bartenders like everything in between would would kind of help you build out a better festival or experience ultimately
1: Absolutely like when you think festival you are thinking like food permitting yeah. <laughs> vendors participants like yeah. execution Sponsorship, funders, like there were so many different um, areas that I felt like I was wearing like a million hats and trying to be an expert in a million areas where you're not, right? Totally. But I mean, you fake it till you make it. 100%. And you try and and truly I can confidently sit here now feeling like it's getting easier. You know, it's still not perfect and we're still in the growing stages, but it actually, I'm excited more so than like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) You know, like I feel like if you had this conversation with me when i first like had jude and um you know was like you know on mat leave and just still doing everything totally. i would have been like never again i don't <laughs> think i can do this
0: <laughs> Wait, so crazy. totally <laughs> so. and to, to give you guys context um one of the first times i met vicky she was pregnant with their first child jude um while unfolding vignettes two years ago at its almost biggest growth stage. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> is when they were climbing from about, you know, like a thousand to twelve hundred people to doubling or almost tripling that. And so that was a huge learning curve. And I can imagine too, while doing that, I mean you're starting a family I know. with your husband Lee. So it must have been like one thing after the other thing after the other and everything in between that of like what kind of life threw at you. And and that's one question that I have is Obviously, like, you know, the balancing of life Mm -hmm. outside of your festival. Do you have any, like, suggestions or tips on how people can balance the two (laughs) or manage the two in respect to that? Or do you guys just sort of take it as it is?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I think it's just more like take it as it is, whatever. You know, okay, one thing I can say is, like, whatever you're doing to survive at that moment, no judgment. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing. Um, a lot of people, like, worry, or maybe it's just primarily me. I was really nervous about how I was going to execute doing this. And like, am I a good mom? I'm, like, putting enough time. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, with vignettes, like, we didn't even have the nursery done. And so many people are like, don't worry. The nursery will come after. And you know what? It's that first-time parent anxiety. And then this is, like, first time, like, we opened the business at the same time. It was just, like, so, honestly, like, terrible timing. So maybe get your timing down. <laughs> (laughs) Time it. (laughs) Maybe plan stuff. Um, I think organization from the beginning. I could say, if I could go back, um, organizing, knowing what you can do really well, and kind of skimming down the rest. So, I mean, when we did the festival, we were like, festival, we're going to do everything. And like have this and this and this. And really, that just caused for more headaches, even though we were trying to do something. So, it's almost like, perfect what you do best. Totally. And I... And then go from there. Yeah, and I feel like I'm, we're finally doing that. Like this year, we skimmed a lot down, but it's now like we can execute quality versus quantity. Totally. Um, and yeah, so I guess I guess that's advice. I <laughs> guess you could do that, and then to juggle, like lean on. I don't know. I it's lean on who you can, but at the totally. same time, you just do it. I think it's like you just power through. I I don't know. It's it's a way easier now. I felt I found it like now that he's almost two, so yeah. much easier. It was just. At the beginning, it was tough. Um, so, oh, yeah, so. you, you have
0: a new child! Like, of course, I can imagine that's tough, and I'm, I'm sure it's grossly understated. And, and, and I have to um, echo and, and commend you guys on one thing that you do is just by just doing it. I think, personally, I think sometimes we we I mean we we could plan till you know the like next day. Over and over and pound every detail. It's not until you're doing it and rolling with those punches oh, do you realize how many punches get thrown at you. And I'm sure yeah. you guys, <laughs> we could like reiterate on so many stories of just mm-hmm. you guys, you know, sort of putting out fires accordingly, um, really fast and solving that problem to only have a, a world of other challenges ahead of you. But then, I mean. You guys got through it, and you navigated yeah. it, um, which is phenomenal. So, moving forward, what is like what is the future of like vignettes? Like, where is that leading to? Like in the big picture, because I think a lot of the people, you know, have, some people have a firm understanding of what it is, but like, where is it going?
1: You know, I think it depends on who you ask. If it's mm-hmm. like okay, end game, we would love to travel just because we haven't traveled ourselves. So I think that's kind of more of a personal thing. Okay. Um, but we would absolutely also love to, or our hope is that, to showcase Edmonton in other cities, other countries. Um, cool. And just to showcase that, like honestly, like everyone who's come from other cities or countries are blown away by the talent that we have. Like Vignettes is a collective. It truly is. It's, it's a showcase of so many people in Edmonton, um, we just put it together, and we do, and we like to create so we have our own individual installations, but if we could bring the Edmonton community elsewhere and showcase, I think that would that's that's our goal
0: and that would be such an awesome yeah. thing It's like almost a representation of Edmonton and using that product or that platform vignettes yeah to then show the world this is Edmonton,
1: yeah, and then I mean going from there to possibly even um, seeing what local like locals would do in Europe or say, okay, this would be like a dream, but say we end up in like Amsterdam or something like that. Totally. Showcasing like the local community there. Like I just feel like every area you go, like yeah. it has its own culture. It's got its own flair. Totally. And it's how naive are we to think that we have the best or the, the greatest thing. It, it's not that. It's just more so I just feel like it connects everyone. So really, I think it's more of a fluffy, philosophical view of vignettes, I yeah. think if we could somehow bring other awareness, bring awareness, um, do the design thinking approaches, and basically, bottom line, just make a really cool environment that everyone can experience, I think that power, the power of art and design connects everyone. Totally. So that that theory of connection, I guess. And I
0: and I think that'd be like that'd be such a wicked um opportunity to and like that ties into sort of your design thinking yeah. of showcasing like how people are designing certain whatever, whether it's installations, whether it's concept spaces mm-hmm. abroad and how that affects locally and then how that all just works together or has the same similarities or differences.
1: To explore, and
0: I think that'd be super phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I I think that would be so fun. So we'll see what happens in the future. We'll see where it goes, yeah.
0: (laughs) So um, how does people who are right now like wanting more information about vignettes are looking to... By a chance, to check out you guys' pop-up installation. Where can people find that? Where is that information and details?
1: You know, the best way to find us is probably either Instagram. You follow us on vignettes y e g, um, or yep. going onto our website and just like figuring that kind of stuff out. You guys can navigate through, uh, contact us by email, ask us questions. A lot of projects just happen by people like, hey like i want to do this can we do it and we're like yeah let's do it like really it's 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 pretty um informal that way um but yeah that's probably the best way to find us instagram we have a lot of our information that we post and on facebook um and then on our website so uh, that's probably the the best channels
0: wicked wicked well vicky thank you so much for coming down and having this conversation um i think you know like once again so many people who are not fully aware of sort of like how design impacts you know life or how design thinking can help them solve some problems is something that they you know don't understand yet and so i think more conversations like this um are needed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and like I said, I would still love to learn a lot more and even like, yeah, there's a whole realm that <laughs> has yet been untapped. So. <laughs>
0: wicked, wicked. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming down. Yes, and for um, me. until next time.
1: Yeah, thanks, Robert.
0: See. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Getting 360 with just Bobby T. If you are on Facebook Live. I would really appreciate if you hit that share button. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love it and appreciate it and would have so much respect if you could leave a rating. So many more podcasts to come and I appreciate you guys listening. Peace.